And welcome back to another episode of the Rip Thrill Podcast. It is episode 51. It is a bloody hot day today in Bris Vegas. It is around 35 degrees. I went up to get my boat license, finally ticked off, so I did that yesterday, and then I went up there to get it done. I was in line at uh, Queensland Roads for a good half an hour of sweating my balls off. It was it was nasty. So sprayed myself when I got back. But uh, yeah, we are here in my lovely kitchen yet again, where we are just chopping and changing. I think it's probably easiest because I can actually see you and I don't know, it's a bit cooler in here because we've got the fan cranking and we have uh, the aircon blasting. So, Shawnee T, thank you for driving up to uh, Briz Vegas again today, mate. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Always good to see you, Mitchell. And what have you been doing today, buddy? I know you're doing some um, uni stuff. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, so I've been, uh, I have actually been back teaching at Bond University. So that's been that's been fun teaching marketing and PR, all the good stuff that we always talk about. That does sound fun. It it is. It, it is. actually does. It's uh, no, it's it's been good. Now I've, I've enjoyed being back, so I, I certainly can't complain and. A lot of listeners down at Bond University, of there course. Are? Yeah, a lot of listeners, absolutely. We've got a lot of fans down at Bond University. So, uh, no, signing autographs down there or what to go? Uh, no, they, but they're asking where you are. They're, they're asking I'll when our next down. episode is going to be down at Bond. We have actually, we actually it. should do it, don't they? We, we've done a couple. Uh, we've we've done a couple down at Bond, and of course, we could probably get a lot of audience down that way if we wanted to. So, oh, uh, I'm sure. That's surely, not, that we surely can. they don't want to go watch our podcast. Uh, well, well, they, they ask all the time when the when the next EP is dropping, and, uh, <laughs> you know. So, but no, that's been fun. So I've I've come straight from Rubina. I've yeah. come straight here, and yeah, you weren't kidding. I think my thermometer said thirty eight degrees on the way in. So Damn. it is, it is, hot. and it's one of those. It says the degrees, but it feels like it feels like forty right now. It's one of those ones where you you, you feel the rain coming. You know that you know it how is. hot it is when you know you can genuinely feel rain coming. So that's the thing. I can smell it. Yeah, uh, because. It said today it was meant to be raining. I want to check yesterday because I'm getting a getting a boat from Quintrex. Shout out Quintrex are going to hook me up with a boat. Um, I was checking the weather for the week and it said raining all week, like from t- today onwards. So if it's not today, I have to pack up my house, I reckon, under my house because it's going to be some flooding, I reckon, that's for sure. Because the back creek, yep. um, my house might float away. So I've got, to, I've got to make sure everything's tied down and going because I could feel the storm coming on. And you spoke about getting the boat license before. So you're actually going to be doing a trip down to Coomera Marina yep. area. Is that correct? Yeah, I've gone down to Coomera. Um, so Quintrex, who are looking after me, we're doing like a little collaboration thing. So we signed the contracts today, which is awesome. So they're going to give me a boat for a couple of weeks at a time and I'll just get some content and put that out for the Rob Vlogs. Um, and I love fishing as well. So that, that's always that's always a good thing to have. And Hot Tackle, who have um, sent me a care package, and sent me about three rods for me and the, Emma and the kids because... Uh, because Chancey Boy got into a shack the other day and it broke his rod. So yeah, there's a little cheapy one from BCF. So shout out BCF for that. But a little 90, 90 buck rod. But that's why I, I hit them up through Tom Berry and the boys and they've been looked after graciously. So shout out to Brock from um, Hot Tackle. Hopefully that arrives today or tomorrow and I'll be uh, yeah, they're flicking the line and obviously reeling in some big fish. So do the boys know you're getting them boat yet? Or yeah, 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 yeah. They, well, they kind of dogged me on the sly because there was five of, us, five of us in a group chat uh, me, the Berry brothers, um, Fuller, Tom Fullerton, and uh, Reese Matheson. And we're like, yeah, let's get a little tinny. We'll fang around the, the Port Marina and we'll go find some fish and, you know, duck off to some islands and stuff, have some fun. Next minute, I was doing the research to try and find one for like four or five grand. Like, we're only chucking a grand max each. Um, and I gave them a couple of things and then they already got one. Them four. Dogs. And it's a four, it's a four man boat. It's so. a four man boat. So I can, I'm not even, that's probably like, it makes sense, but at least like word a brother up and say, look, man, we're going to go in a different direction. Like you can still come on, but there's only like one bloke with a license, but now it's like three or four of us with a license. So, you know what? I'm going to get this Quintrix boat. I'm going to look at that flashy, probably won't catch shit all, but you know what? 
I'm gonna be looking good. Yeah, absolutely. So you, you've completely. But I will get them. I will get them on the boat. Though. Yeah, I was gonna say they're the, <laughs> the content. You're the boat from the sounds of it. Sounds a little bit more advanced to, yeah, to what they chipped in with their tinny. It's so. a little bit better. There's, there's other job, but I've got to think of a name for the boat and all that kind of stuff. But um, I will say, so it is thirty some degrees, and you besides the hat, you're wearing a jumper. Like run us through the jumper and the hat. Like you can't rock up to a podcast and suddenly be an Essendon fan. Well. You, you always remember your first love in football, okay? <laughs> so I, I have said to you before that I, I typically support three teams. Uh, Essendon, which let's not speak too downly of them. You were, you were pretty close to signing with them a couple of years ago. So let's Oh, yeah. Forget about that. Let's not speak ill will about Essendon. So they were the first love. And then, of course, we've got the Suns, who are the true yep. love now. Yep. And then the second love is Brisbane. So, you know, I, I do support a few different teams around. So where are we at? Where's Brisbane at? Uh, well, well, that's my second love. Well, well, you also followed along as well, so. Oh, well, yeah, because, well, <laughs> you know, Gary was obviously playing there uh, after, after Gold Coast. You're so. a team slot. And, and you're, you're at Brisbane, so I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But obviously, I think Brisbane, you follow players, you don't follow teams. Well, yeah, correct. I that's mean, more, I, more like basketball. Like. Yeah, correct. But although I, I do obviously, you know, want to see the Suns do well, so they are. Yeah. If I have to pick a team, I'm picking, I'm picking the Suns. Yeah, so, do Okay. Uh, but that's because he was media manager. If you didn't know, he was media manager there for a good Good four or five years. Look, but, you know, I'll, I'm not going to lie. I, I had a first love in football and that was Essendon. So yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll wear the hat and I'll wear the hat when I want. Isn't Bogut's Essendon, isn't he? Isn't Bogut he is. Essendon? He is, he yeah. is. So, so he, we have spoken about potentially getting Bogut on the podcast. And even... Yeah, you know, we are, I actually want to get on here. And even a, a current Grand Slam tennis champion. Yeah. I, should uh, hit, I should hit up Kyrgios. I haven't really done it because I don't really want to bug him. He's been, he's been in the media far... Now, before I get into that, I've got to stop swearing because mum slid in my DMs. She's like... Mitchell, can you please stop swearing on the podcast? I have to. I can't listen to all of them. I'm like, well, I can't help it. Like, that's why I don't do media. Got in, got into you. That's you? why I'm doing this. Yeah. But mum was like, because she's a strong Jehovah Witness faith. Um, I'm gonna try and tone down the swearing. So, sorry, mum, but yeah, I, I try my best. And, and it is very difficult to edit. You know, an hour. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, thanks, mum. I'll try my hardest. But yeah, um, so Bogut's a fan, and we're gonna try and get him on. But with Curios, I don't really want to bug him. Like. We've been exchanging DMs, like, I'm saying, I'm proud of you. And he's like, I can't wait to come to the game, all that kind of stuff. Like, he's a, he's a really good friend of mine. It, it is it is an interesting storyline to see. Like, yeah, it's who, random. Who, who it's pretty have, random. Who would have said three weeks ago that, you know, Nick Kyrgios is going to become a, an Australian Oz Open Grand yeah. Slam champion? So, run me through, like, do, does anyone really care about doubles? Like, is it, is it a thing? Because I don't know, because I don't watch tennis. I haven't been – I've only watched, like, obviously the singles, like, with the big, big names and stuff. But yeah. I was thinking, like – is it not like AFLX or something? Is I was going to say, I, is I, it like a premier? Is it like a preseason I'm premiership? Glad you said it or not, man. Well, I didn't want to say anything. Like, obviously, it's awesome because they beat like a, like a really. I'm going to say very again. A lot of players, um, you know, number one seed, but I think they beat number two seed. Like, they've beaten some really big names, but like it's doubles. Like, I don't know what the. Yeah, correct. Yeah, so it's I, a grand slam, so you take it. Yeah, so I, I suppose obviously the, the the singles players are the best players in the world, and of course they have to dedicate their entire campaigns towards yeah, their yeah. single tournaments. So yeah. there's a reason why a lot of singles players don't play a lot of doubles. Yeah, um, and the mixed doubles and the doubles is, of course, they're you know they're prestigious tournaments for for mm. tennis lovers, but. You know, it's not the singles tournament that's obviously everyone's... That's not where it's at. That's not the draw card. You know, people yeah. are buying tickets to, yep. to, to see... Um, you know, and even, you know, obviously wheelchair but, uh, tennis has been massive over the last few years with Dylan Alcott yeah, and yeah. what he's been doing. Yeah. So, you know, they've absolutely brought a prominence to an aspect of the sport which hasn't typically had a lot of fans watching. In terms I, of I rate it. Like, I've been, I was watching... I, I didn't watch the, the men's final. I watched the, um, the doubles final and Ash Barty. I didn't yeah. watch... Like, I didn't really care about who was in the singles because I didn't really... I don't care. Well, I, I think... I think I've always said this, you know, jokingly to you that, you know, Nick Kyrgios is... 
if 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 he, he if he got to choose what sport he would play, what would it be? If basketball, if, it would be basketball. It'd be <laughs> yeah. a team sport, right? Yeah, he's yeah. a he's a solo oh, player. He'd probably be a solo player on a team sport, though. But, like, but, he'd be the big dog. He's a he's a he's a team sportsman trapped in a single sport. And, and I'm going to get him doubles. on next week because that's a good question I want to ask him. Yeah. When, when all when all the dust settles down, I want to ask him like, is it actually like obviously it's cool, but like is it really cool? I, I think they can change the way that people view doubles. I games. think so. I reckon it's like a not the big bash type of thing, but like I think because. Other than like test cricket, but like no one really watch, watches one day cricket and stuff now. No, no I think it's don't. more like it's either test or it's big bash. Like one day it's like, yeah, I, I think that's my can, opinion anyway. I think there can be a real team element that can be brought to tennis yeah, through yeah. doubles, and and the, the two of them with Kokonakis is yeah. it's been amazing to watch. Like yeah, I'm yeah. not obviously a big tennis fan. I'm, I'm probably not going to watch much of the other Grand Slams. I'm not this I'm year, not. unless it's like a, he's playing because I, I, that's the only reason because I know him. That's the only reason I, I watched it, but. But to see, to see like an all-Australian um, final, which was awesome to watch. So I was obviously cheering for my boys, for my boys, but the other two I didn't really know about. But they're not obviously good at singles. Well, I don't know if they are or not, but yeah. I don't well, know those other two guys. Well, Ebden and Purcell, who they play yeah. against, they're, they're double specialists. Yeah, that's and their thing, eh? Obviously, you know, they don't have the profile as the other two. Yeah, so, so they're, so they're kicking super-duper super goal, super goals from outside 50. They're AFLX champions. Correct, yeah, <laughs> correct. They're, they're getting the nine-pointers yeah, every okay. weekend. No, I was, just, I was just fascinated to watch that and see them do so well. Um, and because, like, they don't, their attitude as well, like they don't really care. Like it's, that's what I was thinking. Like, do they really care? They just get, they're only team up to have fun and do something else. They end up taking over the whole Australian Open. I thought, like, yeah, I correct. did hate the sweet shit that did my head in. Oh, shocking. because for starters, like they should be doing something that he can market and trademark and make money off. I don't know, but obviously he's making money. But like, Sui is like Ronaldo, right? So like, it's got nothing to do with him. It, I, I look. I didn't. And all like the it. all the boomer commentators are like, "Oh, he's getting booed and stuff." And it's like, "No, no, they're just doing some little yeah. trolling thing." I don't Jim, like it. Jim Corrier trying to explain to yeah, it was it was it was cringy. At, at, I, it was pretty bad. I, I, I was secondhand embarrassed. <laughs> I, <couldn't watch. laughs> I was like, "Oh, you, mute." <laughs> um, but yeah, let's, hey, let's get stuck in the podcast. Oh, by the way, our socials have been popping off on the rip throughs, and big shout out to you for doing most of it because you've been carrying the load. I have been complaining about having to edit all day on my day off, and it's it's starting to wear on me, but. Your social game has been good for the podcast, so I do appreciate that. And We stepped it up in the last week. We did. So the reels have been going really well. The questions, we'll go through the questions that we've been putting out there soon. They've been like highly regarded, getting a lot of good answers and stuff on there, like who's, your, who's the best player to not win a premiership. We saw a lot of plug and lockets. Even saw Dane Zorko come on and say something. He was like um, Robert Harvey. So there's a few players and stuff getting around it now, which is cool. So thank you, Sean, for that. appreciate no, it. That's right. oh, the, the one that did fascinate me was the number of, people who put their suggestions in on if there was a Last Dance style documentary. Yeah, that's cool. Of, of what MJ did. Who, yeah. who, who would that be in, in yeah. our personality? Did you, did you have a name? At a glance. Yep, yeah. Did oh, you, through it or do I have one? Yeah, did you, did you have a, a person who you thought if, if the AFL were going to make a, a documentary about any player, yeah. past, present or future, is there a player that sticks out that you think would have a, a fantastic story? Well, in, in my playing time, it would be Dusty. Dusty or Buddy or someone. Because yeah. that's interesting because everyone kind of forgot when Buddy went through that stage. Like, there was a lot of stuff off-field I think was going on for him and no one yeah. actually really knew what was going on like during the car crash time and stuff and the big move from Hawthorne to Sydney and then losing that grand final with um, uh, that like the dying moments, whatever it was. I think I got pumped in there. Uh, yes. Hawthorne pumped him. Yes. We're losing that grand final and just the way that I think it, that kind of didn't get really touched on. I think that'd be cool to see. But obviously Darcy, like three-time premiership player, three-time... Um, Norm Smith medalist, like his credentials are fucking through the roof. And I think 
seeing his transformation from the kid who was like a, obviously had all the talent in the world to like displaying it on the big stage. I think that's pretty cool, Doco. Yeah, absolutely. I think Tony I think he wrote a book, didn't he? He's got a book out now. He did. He did. Have you yeah. read it or no? Uh, uh, no, he's, he's, he's dropped a couple actually in the last. Well, Darcy, if you are watching this, mate, send one through the little <laughs> podcast. I'll send you my PO box. So. Oh, look, I, I think Tony Lockett would be. Yeah, I did say that one. Yeah, that that one made me think actually. When 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 a there's only Lock- one. Imagine him in today's like today's Dominant. game. Well, he, like even his persona and who he was. Like yeah. there's only one plugger Lockett. Yeah. Like, I mean, Tom, putting Tom, pigs on fields and shit off the chase around. Yeah, like, like Tom Hawkins is probably the closest that we have to uh, a plugger. Lockett. Yeah, I guess like like stature wise, maybe says, like in terms of yeah, girth and and he <laughs> like was a big else. boy. He was a big unit, man. Like, and Tom Hawkins is massive, so I, I couldn't imagine like. Even him and the G train, like those type of players, mm. ruthless players that just run through, don't give a shit. Like there's not those players in the AFL anymore. And yeah. it, so that's why I, I used to support Sydney growing up and then my dad was an Kilda fan. So like we used to talk about that a fair bit. Yeah. But, oh, I, but yeah. Like Wayne the, Carey as well. Yeah, and, and I suppose... Or is he, he been like, talked about already? I think I think it has been. Like, because someone even said Ben Cousins, and I thought, well, they can't nah, do that. Nah, I've seen that, I've like, seen and, that. And, and that's, like... I don't think, yeah, I don't touch and you don't want to. Yeah, you don't really want to glorify, obviously, nah, the stuff that... Nah. But, it was but even it, kind of weird watching it and, like, how much, like, support he was getting for a lot of stuff that he was doing. Yeah. So it was kind of, it was kind of weird to, like... Even I liked the doco, and I was like, oh, but should I actually be enjoying watching this? Like, yeah. It like, was kind of weird, but... It, Ben Cousins is the goat. Yeah. Oh, look, I, I thought there was some interesting, interesting take up from that. But and we are reading them. So if you do post the little things on our um, social media on the Rip Thrill Podcast show, um, we are reading it. So we, we at the end of this episode, we will touch on um, and give you guys a shout out to who who wrote some good things. Yeah. Oh, I thought Vossi was actually a couple of like that's the a, whole Brisbane era, man. Yeah. <laughs> like the, they had that documentary last year where they. I didn't, I didn't fully watch it. Yeah, I, I've got to go back and really look at it. But era. like to see, like I'd love to be able to get Acker. Simon Black yeah. and Bossy in the room, and uh, I think they might have done that. And but like just just really kind of go through and reflect on yeah. that whole era because that was like that is the like everyone talks about obviously the Brisbane three peat and yeah. but Hawks like and because of Geelong and Hawthorne and what they've done like the talk is about Brisbane and obviously time goes by too so yeah, it has yeah. been twenty years but geez that team was. That it was, was dominant. dominant. It was like, crazy. It was so dominant. Like for a good four year. And there's a lot there. of players on the team I didn't even know their names. And mm. I just so like when I go up to Brizzy, I'm like, fuck, those guys are like that good. Like, um, who's the one that played midfielder and never got any recognition? Any na- oh, Lappin. Lappin, yeah. So yeah. like I didn't know anything about Lappin until I got up here and like everyone was everyone talks about how good he was. And I was like, oh well, I never knew nothing about him because obviously the shine was on Voss, Black, Ackermanis, Jonathan Brown, like they were all those players. Like he was just kind of like a role player, but like not. Correct, and I got to actually get to know um, Sean Hart really well. Yeah, okay. Um, and Hardy was obviously a Smith medalist. Yeah, from yeah. One of those yeah. He said you don't have to think about that. Like, incredible. well, Blackie won one in the in the losing grand final, didn't he? or was that someone else? Uh, was that uh, Dan Swan? No, I think, no. I think um, Lenny Hayes won one in the draw one. In the draw one, oh, okay. but um, my mind goes from yeah. Look, there was there was a couple that actually did. Win in, in the losing grip. I know Buckley won one. Might have been Buckley. I think it was Buckley actually. And he left us for Collingwood. Um, which was uh, I think Buckley did one, win one of those ones as well. So look, there, there, there was there was a lot of take up though. But I thought I thought Acker was actually another one yeah. who people spoke about in yeah. terms of having a documentary and, and just well, he's got a personality, doesn't he? Like, and obviously we talk about himself a fair bit, so it'd yeah. be good to have on there. It's, oh, it's similar to like. Um, <laughs> I saw like Warwick Kappa was on there too, but I think he's I think he's done his done his dash. I think I think Acker was before his time. Like yeah. I don't think the game was ready for Acker. No, nah, no. Nah. Now he would he would 
Mate, he would have endorsements come out of his butt. Correct. Like, he'd be the face of footy. He, he was the Dennis Rodman before we yeah. had really a Dennis Rodman. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean? like, Actually, yeah, that's a good comparison. Like he, but he, no defence, though. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not at all. No. Not at all. And we are in Bris Vegas, too. Correct. All right, so let's get stuck into the podcast, mate. Um, we've got a few good co- topics today. There has been some, um, some stuff in the media lately, which we can actually talk about, but... Other than that, I think we've got some good good topics. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Well, we have a former well a, a former guest of the show, yeah. Patrick Cripps, actually yep. getting uh, massive, massive uh, you know recognition again for, yeah. for obviously his commitment to the footy club with with Michael Voss announcing to an open training session that he will be the sole captain of like the that. Carlton Footy Club in twenty twenty two. And I do like that decision. Like I'm not against co captains, but I, I feel like with where that list is at and where that team's at. With Vossi now coming in mm-hmm. as as the new senior coach, I, I think he is the right person yeah. for the role. And yeah. and having both you know Sam Walsh and, and uh, uh, Jacob Weedering um, as vice captains, I, th- I think that's a good leadership. It works. I, li- I like the size of three. Like in my time when I was growing up at the Blues, it was like used to be four or five. Well, in the leadership group, and that was it. And we had a lot of good leaders um, when I was there. So I understand that clubs want to like spread the load and like bring. Um, players into leisure group and fast track their development in that area. So I do understand like having because we've got a pretty big leisure group. I think we've got like nearly ten. So I'm not going to go back and have my club. But like, I, I like the fact that like there's three blokes you know who who is in sole charge of the club and like you go to them. Where we, I think it's been good for us because now we've got leaders across the whole line. So I think because we're such a young team, mm. it's good to have that spread of leaders in our group. And we actually do have a few good leaders. And we got like Shea McCluggage, who might not be the most loudest bloke on the field, and he's pretty in his shell and stuff. But like. Him as a leader with his football and his professionalism is crazy. So, like, I understand the fact of putting those guys in there. So, we've got a really good um, bunch. And usually it's, usually it's, like, the best player at the club is, like, leader or, or, or captain, you know. Mm. At ours, we've got a good mix as well. Like, we've got Froggy Lester, who is a really good player for us down back. But, like, he might not be the face of, you know, the defence or whatever like that. So, he's, like, kind of in the, in, the, in the background with that. But he's really good. Like, his leadership is through the roof, talks in the meetings and all that kind of stuff. So, I like the fact that the Blues have gone with, you know, we've got three blokes. This is how it's going to work. He's captain, two vice captains. Let's get, get to business. So I really, I really like that. And, and to be honest, it's good for Patrick Cripps, I feel, because... Because you know, the so media were after him all last year, eh? That, that were, that, that, that was, so the I scrutiny like was really fierce on, yeah. on Patrick, and especially in the early rounds of, of 2021. And yep. you know, people were so quick to forget that this guy finished, you know, runner-up in the, in the AFL PA MVP votings for three years in a row. Like, he was... Yeah. He was so high at his game and, and he just went through a period where obviously to his own standards, he just wasn't playing mm-hmm. to the level that he set for himself. But there's no doubt that, yeah, the reason he's probably banged up so much is because he's carried that team for, <laughs> for a period of time. I didn't want to say it, where, but you kind of alluding to it. Well, they, you know, like there was time. And he's a number one midfielder. So you t- if you pretty much thought, you thought if you could stop him, you could stop their midfield. Like now they've got the Walsh, they've got Kern on the outside, they've got, um, oh, what's that little fast guy's name? Uh, Williams, yeah, no, Williams and uh, Fisher and all yes. those kind of guys like yes. who are running like running around in there doing some good stuff. So now they can spread that load in in the center um, and on the outside too. So I like I like the look of the three man leadership group. It's really good, and I think it just sets a standard like saying that nah, we're not going to fuck around this year and this is what we want. Yeah, well, and and obviously Doherty, he's not going to be well, and playing was who too. was the co captain with. Correct, yeah, and and look, no doubt he'll be an unofficial team yeah, leader. He'll still do his thing. Yeah. He'll still do his thing. He looks thing. good. I saw him at training the other day. He looked good. Yeah, and like like obviously there was a period there where football was just secondary to 100%. obviously everything else. Well, but it is good to see him back on the footy yeah. field and doing what he loves. Yeah, I saw. I did read an article that um the coaches and the players were amazed how good he was going and his um dedication to the club and stuff. Well, if you go through cancer and you're still at the club as much as he can be, that's crazy to me. Like, so good on him. It's yeah. good to see him in good health and he's doing his thing down there. So. 
you never know. He could come back and play this year. I don't. I don't really know where that's at in stage of his uh, life, but. Um, seeing him run around and do some stuff on the field is awesome to see. Absolutely. So, so they did obviously go with the three man leadership group. Are you have you have you always had a preference around sole captains or co captains or no? I'd rather captains, so you know who you're talking to. I, yeah. I like because yeah, it, it's it's not it's not a bad thing to have co captains. It just depends where the list is at and how and how fast or how deep they are into tenure. Like Cripps was probably when he's probably been captain for three years now. Two uh, years. Yes. Yes. So, like, he would have been pretty young when he got that role. And leading the, a big club like the Blues is, like, it's not an easy job. Um, especially if they're losing games. You know, he's going to have to face the media all the time. He's going to have to do more appearances. He's going to have to do everything times two. Um, and he's got to be playing good footy as well. So, like, there's a lot of stress on a captain. Um, so, I do understand having a co-captain like Doherty coming in. He's, like, very professional, great player off the back line. Mm. He'll be doing everything right. And they can like, kind of, like, split that up a little bit and he can go do more appearances or he can go do this. So... I understand that decision and clubs having co-captains, but I just like the, you know, one captain, two VCs, and maybe a deputy, like four or five max. Yeah, I, I, I do like the co-captaincy model for the Northern teams, so the, the yeah. two Queensland teams and the two New South Wales teams, because it does divvy up, as you said, the, the commercial opportunities yeah. that they have to do for sponsors, the, the yeah. media press conferences, because it is a lot to take on up here, given the fact that... Well, captain, we have to do more probably up here because... Of a, like where the state's at in terms of like sporting wise, it's rugby and union and all that stuff, like league and yeah, correct. So I look at because Zorko's the sole captain yeah. at, at Brisbane. I mean, I look at the load that he probably has to carry in mm-hmm. comparison to say David Swallow and Jared Witts. Yeah, um, like yes, he would have to do more. Like the like that's just the reality. So I can understand why clubs do take a co-captaincy model yeah, in, yeah. in the northern states. So I do think that it works. But I, I do agree with what you're saying in terms of. Just as the face of the club, the, yeah. the voice within the locker room, you, you probably do need because even in code captains, you're always going to have that one more senior, more dominant voice. Yeah, and so having a sole captain probably works in that sense. Um, I think it's I think it's just good for the Blues at the moment where they're trying to go, um, and it kind of shows a Vossi what what his intentions are having just mm. three because I don't know how many they might have had five last year. I'm not too sure five or six. What, 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 when when you run out and you're one and two leaders, yeah, um, I just I just think the ratio is. Wrong. I think I think it's good for the club, um, and they're they're showing signs too. So I'm actually looking forward to these preseason games, seeing where everyone's at. Um, it's a pretty big time. We just finished our four four day break, so we're looking forward to um, getting stuck into the the February March side of things. So we're nearly into games. We've been doing our three times ten practice matches stuff, and I think this week we're in the four four quarters. So. Looking forward to that. Everyone looks refreshed and ready to go. I did absolutely nothing. I had Saturday, Sunday off, and then Monday, Tuesday, we did a bit of running and all that. But I've been doing the house chores, been getting my boat license, cleaning up, going the tip and back. So I'm fresh. I'm ready to go. Do you get to this stage, though, in your career where you just don't want to go away? Like I don't. Obviously, like... I didn't want to go away. Know, in, in previous times, I'm sure this weekend would have been in Noosa or yeah. Sunshine Coast or the Goldie. 100%. Like, do you just... Do you just want to be home? Are you a boomer now? Are <laughs> I you think, a footy boomer? I'm definitely a footy boomer. I'm definitely a vet. I was talking to Huey this morning. I just sent him a message saying, hi, Huey. And he's like, oh, hey, man, how you going? I'm like, yeah, good. How's your four days? I miss you. And he's like, oh, I've been up Noosa. So like, so that's what I'm talking about. Like, mm. Those guys like to get away and like get the tan on, get the, like, refreshed that way. Mm. Maybe a couple of beers here and there. Well, like literally, I'm, I'm happy that Emma's pregnant because she doesn't want to do anything either. So yeah. it's good for me. I'll take Chance and Charlie to the skate park. They, they fang around there for like an hour and a bit. I sweat a little bit and just watch them and then come back. Like that's what, that's what it is for me. That's yeah. my in, like that's my four day break. I love it. If you get a Thursday or a Friday game in season, would you be able to use the the, the weekend to get away or, or that's yeah we can. Possible? So we get weekends off now. So we we have we train every day during the week and then we get Saturday Sunday off. So Monday Wednesday Friday we get flogged. Um, Saturday Sunday recovery and yeah. then we get back into Monday. So usually it's like you have Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday off. 
Friday, Saturday training, Sunday off. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's how it usually works. But we're not far off, man. We're getting to, like, I think we were injured club, um, a proper one on Friday, and then we start playing other teams, I think, the week after or a week after that. Yeah. So with, with the intra clubs, will they probably look to do likelies and uh, problems? Yeah, we've or? been doing that. We've been doing AVB, um, if you can say that. So it's been kind of one-sided at the moment, but it's, it's good to get that synergy back in the team and start understand because Rain is coming back in. Um, we're getting a lot of players coming back from injury, like Darcy and those guys. And a few, I feel like Nikai is getting, he's, he's been playing a lot through midfield. So they're, they're playing a few different roles and stuff, seeing how they go and seeing where their fitness is at. So it's exciting. Like, um, Kadeen Coleman, for me, he's going to be a big player this year. He's, yep. he's been dominating, yep. like, off the back line. So if any of you fantasy players out there in your super coach, I'd chuck him in there for sure. He found a spot there last year. He did. He played really good in the finals. And that's where, like, if you're going to stand up, that's where you yeah. want to do it. So do you think that's where his best football is? I think so. Yeah, he's obviously drafted as a forward. His well, brother, that's his brother yeah, his question, brother, yeah. his brother's a good forward as well. Blake, who's on our list, like they're naturally gifted forwards, but his dash and his speed is like you can't catch him. Yeah. Um, and now he's like has a bounce, get a handball, and he can get to the next handball receive. Whereas last year he probably couldn't, but this year like you can see it already. Like he'll just run hundred meters. Yeah. And then get back and defend as well. So, it's all about getting the base fitness for these guys, um, especially the young ones coming in. So. He, he looks really good. Like, I really think he's going to blow it up this year. Yeah. Is your preference to always play, like, one or two or three preseason games before round one? Would you yeah. prefer only one? Like how would you... No, nah, for me, it's just... I just kind of want to be thereabouts. I don't want to do 100% of everything because I need to save my body for the real stuff. Um, and I don't know really how to take a backwards step, as you probably know, in practice matches. So, I think um, we do, we do, we'll we do be doing, like, a lot of pra- like scratch match stuff scenarios now because we're so far into Fagan's... Um, like um, structures and game plan and stuff, we can now tinker a little bit and then start seeing what works better, what doesn't work well, what happened last year, review that stuff and get on from there. So, and we've got a couple of new coaches in as well, which uh, have some new fresh ideas and go from there with those guys. But we do play Gold Coast a couple of times because we understand that in the preseason cup, or I don't know what it's called, mm. NAB Cup, whatever it is, we usually get a washout game and we can't play. So, we play yeah. Gold Coast <laughs> probably like two or three times. So, that's that's how we get our games in. Yeah, it'll, it'll be a quick uh, fourth Q clash by the time we yeah, get will be. By, before the, like, We got pumped by them last year, I think, so uh, in a practice match. So, you don't look at the preseason schedule no, and go, no, oh, they don't. Ma- uh, no, hell Mackay, no. Mackay, coach, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm <laughs> in the rehab squad this week. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, I'll pop up every now and then if I don't want to travel or feel a bit sore. But I can't really take any like days off because we've got a good bunch of young players coming through. So, if I'm looking like I'm getting a bit slow or bugger, then. Lord help me. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now we've actually got a couple of um, uh, topics that we wanted to talk through that we didn't get a chance to last week because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we're, we're going to try and do this now, I suppose, going forward is we'll always highlight the, the, the talking points that are out there, but we yeah. want to try and create some discussions around certain topics that you and I talk about off air and we just mm-hmm. thought, well, you know, instead of talking about off air, we'll do it here and then give people their, our take on, on, you know, just some of these, some of these uh, I suppose, subjects that don't probably get spoken about enough. Yes, um, sir. And one thing that we were talking about last week off air that we decided we'd, we'd stop talking about and, and do it this week was, do we think that the AFL industry is mature enough to handle players announcing deals to clubs during the middle of the year? And the reason I say that is because we look at the NRL yeah. and you've got players that are signing deals to clubs in 2024 yeah. at the start of this season. Yeah. And Especially with that expansion club. with the Correct, yeah. And like it's so normalised though. That yeah, they don't even care. They don't care. Like It's not like that player now isn't going to be able to play for his team. No. Um, it, it's, it's just become part and part of the game. Whereas I suppose in the AFL, I could never see something like that happening. No. I just wanted to ask you, like, do you think that the AFL would be mature enough if a player came out and said they are going to test the free agency waters in 
the end of this season and, and most likely will, will be leaving um, the club that they're currently at. It's funny because players know in their head if they're going to leave at the end of the year or they're, they're thinking like, you know, I've got a two-year plan, I'll play here for a couple of years, I can use that as my advantage or if I'm not, you know, not playing my best footy at the back end of that deal, I can go, you know, to my manager to go look elsewhere and see what, see what like, sticks to the wall type thing. So it, it's... um. It would be so hard, and to be the first guy to do it, uh, we'll get crucified. So I'd love to see <clears> it. I'd love to see it, man. It'd be so cool to see someone like, yeah, I'm going to go play with Brisbane next year. Imagine if we got like a big-time player mm. coming up. We, we knew that was going to happen. But then on the flip side, if you're a fringe player or you're just sitting thereabouts in that position, you'd be kind of wiggy. Yeah, well, I, look, it just it just seems like at some point we probably have to get there, don't we? I, I would love to see it. Um, it's just, it'd be so tough because players who put their hand up to say, yeah, I want to go play somewhere else, like in the, in the change room, especially early days, they'd be like, oh, what the fuck do you want to leave for? Like, what, like you start mm. asking so many questions, you start questioning him. Do you like, do you, do you want to play like with, that, with those type of players who just want to like, it's not them not wanting to buy into the culture or whatever. It's them just like thinking about football as a job and, and securing some money or extending their career somewhere else. Mm. Like, it's nothing ill towards a club or anything, I don't, I don't think anyway. I don't think that I'll be able to like run out with a player right now if they're like, oh, I'm going to go, I'm definitely going somewhere next year and it's already been on dotted line and stuff. Like I've talked to players in the past who have said, yeah, I'm probably going to explore you know, free agency or whatever end of the year and you kind of put two and two together when the media start pumping it up. You're like, oh, he's probably going to leave. And you're like, you don't really ask him, but you, you kind of put feelers out there like, oh, what are you doing end of this year? Like, or what, you want to go somewhere doing a holiday? And like, like, no, 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 I'm just going to stick around the area because that means they're going to go fucking try and find somewhere to go, you know, like yeah. talk to some clubs or whatever it is. But like... Players know, like, right now, I'm on a one-year deal. Um, if I was, like, younger, I would already have clubs. My manager would already be talking to other clubs and, like, sussing out that kind of stuff. But because I want to stay with Brisbane, whatever, let my footy do the talking, hopefully get another contract, play again next year, if, if the mind and the body is good to go, then that's probably that the club knows that. With players who are coming out of contract, their managers would be putting feelers out there, talking to every club, because the manager always – it's always at the club regardless. They – Say if he went, my manager went to GWS and was talking about another client he had, they would probably bring up like, oh, so what's, how's Robbo going up there? What's, he, what's his plans for the future and stuff? And they start talking about me already. That's already planting a seed. The yeah. club's already asking about you or the managers. Because I've done a little bit of work with my guys and because um, I want to do it after footy. So I understand that you know you have your sheet and you've got a players, all the contracts, what they're on, what they're doing, um, where they're at mentally or how far into the career they are. And he'll kind of just reel off names. Like it's like it's like money, it's like money ball, like mm. but not at the same time. So I don't know if we could come out right now and be like, oh, Robert wants to go to GWS next year, like, and come out in the media and be like, oh, I've already signed that deal. So, so do you think do you think the maturity though needs to come from the players or the club? So if, no, it if, comes from the fans, man. But 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 if 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 a player in your locker room, you know, prominent player, top five player, yep. had come out tomorrow and said that they'd sign with GWS for yep. twenty twenty three and beyond on yep. a four year deal. Uh, but that they were going to play out the rest of the year. Would yeah. you have an issue with that? I wouldn't have an issue fully with it because, like, I, I would have an issue if it came out and he was, like, kind of dancing around the fact that it wasn't happening and he didn't want to do it and um, the club was like, oh, we shouldn't be releasing this or yada, yada. But if it just comes out as, like, general knowledge and, it, like, it's a, it's a thing like NRL is, then I'm fine with it. I just want to make sure that their head's in, the, in our club and mm. when I'm running out with him, he's got my back, I've got his back. Yeah, because if I was playing against GWS against year, I probably wouldn't be my normal self on the field because I love to like get into players and like hit them a few times and annoy the shit out of them and stuff. I don't know how I'd go like playing against another team that I know I'm going to play there. So 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 let's. It'd be say weird for me. It'd be weird for me personally, but for 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 
the sake of like having extended career, say if Brisbane offered me two years, mm. GWS offered me four years, and I'm 28 years old, I'm going to go with GWS. Correct. Like, yeah. Unless like you think you can prolong a career beyond that at the club like Brisbane. So, so let's say it's the 20th best player in the team yeah. and you're out of finals. Yeah. Uh, should the club be playing the 23rd best player? That's what I mean. Are you going to be playing? So... So, so why, why would why they, they play out? you? Why and, they, yeah. and why would the player come out and say that's what I mean? They're going to leave. I, because in NRL, I don't see, I don't, I don't know how that works. It doesn't make sense to me. I think like if a player, if, if he's not the best player on the team, you got to play him every week, no doubt. Mm. But if you're like a fringe, that's what I'm saying. If you're a fringe player or someone else around that, you know, eighteen to twenty-three mark on in the team, you're mm. not, you don't want to come out and say that because you're not going to get a game. So, so. Like Tom Lynch and the Suns, mm-hmm. I think he came out round eighteen with a few rounds to go, yeah. and said he was obviously going to explore free agency and, and yep. look to go back to Victoria. Yeah, and I think even had he been fit, I don't think they would have played him in the last. Was four he rounds. playing? I, I don't think he was. I think I think he so got it was inevitable. Injured. Like so he was going to go regardless. Yeah, correct. Was that free agency as well, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. So I, I even remember uh, Aiden Court from GWS, yeah, yeah. obviously, you know, came out on the front foot and and organised a team meeting and, and told his teammates in the club. Uh, look, I'm I'm going to explore free agency and, and likely sign to yeah, North Melbourne. Okay. And were they in the bubble that time? They were in the bubble, and he pretty much got told pack his bags, head to the airport, you're going home. And there was like four rounds to go, and he could have played. Well, GWS um, pl- were like knocking on the door when they finally. They were knocking on the. I'm pretty sure they. I'm yeah. pretty sure mathematically they could have still made finals. Yeah, yeah. And, and even not, if he's in your best 22, yeah, you playing in that year. Shouldn't he have been playing? Yeah. Well, and, he shouldn't be put on the next plane, but that's what I mean in terms of it. It wouldn't work in the AFL because we got 45 players on our list. Mm. Whereas I don't know how many's on NRL list, and, uh, and yeah. you know what I mean. So like, it's players can be replaced pretty easily unless you're one of the top ten players of the team. So you, you like, for me, I'll probably fit in around like the mid teens or whatever. Like how yeah. like well, well, performance wise. Well, well, let's say let's say it was Geelong, Tim Kelly, uh, top five player, yeah. and he made it absolutely known he was still play that that he was. And that was like, see, with those players, that was kind of riding on the wall regardless. Yeah. Like, he, but but what if they weren't playing finals? Do you, do you still play? No, you're still playing. You're, you're still playing because the sponsors and stuff will get involved. And like, you need, like, it's, if it's obvious and sounds like like dog shit, then mm. you've got to you've got to play them. So, so this but obviously, I'm saying like it, it wouldn't work because some, if you're a fringe player, you wouldn't want it to come out. And you just or you, or you just say, look, guys, I don't want to sign this until the end of the year. That's what I'd say. And this is where I'm saying, like, I don't think the industry is mature enough. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. So your point is, <laughs> your point is good. So this is this is yeah, what yeah, I mean. Like, yeah. we're back to square one. Yeah. We're back to what we're doing now. I don't, I don't think the game yeah, is yeah. mature enough. Okay. To, uh, now I see it through your eyes. This is yeah, this is yeah. where I'm trying to come from. Like, it, I, I just because I can actually see a scenario where you might be a top five player, and because you're not going to be at the club next year and beyond, and if they're in a rebuild year, they won't play you because they've got mm. to get games in the younger kids. Straight up. Yeah, okay. That's, so that's I, I got saying. you. Yeah, I agree with you now. Like, the, I think it's, I think it's all. All of the above. And I, I, think, I don't know if the players are ready. I don't know if the clubs are ready. And I don't know if the fans would be ready for that. Because I've seen fans jump off players in a heartbeat. Mm. And I've seen clubs get rid of players in a heartbeat. And I've seen players leave in a heartbeat. So I don't think everyone's ready for it yet. Yeah. And I, I don't... As much as... Like, put my fan hat on, I'd love to see that stuff happening. Yeah. As a player, I'm a bit... Uh, I don't like that. Because I don't want to run out with a player who's not going to be next year. Because mm. when I say, like, I'll die on the field for my teammates, like, it kind of... It has a little bit of meaning to that. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if I, if, I, if I would like it. But, like, with my close mates and stuff, I know, like, pretty much where their head's at with football and, you know, we text each other to complain about shit or to talk good about other other stuff. Like, it's 
you know, we understand that. So, in a short answer, no, the AFL is not ready for it. Yeah. What else we got? Yeah, look, it's, it's fascinating. I was, uh, look, I, I, I was actually going to ask you because I did see this uh, make the headlines in the last week that Geelong have actually made a change to their coaching structure. Okay. Um, they, they actually won't have line coaches anymore. Uh, so obviously they've had a number of coaches leave in the off season from yeah. Matthew Scarlett to Corey Enright. Yeah. Um, they brought a couple of players back, obviously, and um, James Kelly is obviously back mm-hmm. at the Geelong Footy Club. Um, I know Sean Grigg has been upgraded from a Grigg, my boy. Yeah, but well, uh, but I thought it was quite interesting that they're no longer going to have line coaches as a forwards coach. Yeah, and I wonder coach. how that works. They're just going to have a group of coaches, all yep. assistants that will just work across the board. Uh, with all groups, um, so I thought that was quite interesting. Uh, that'd be I don't know how they're going to run their meetings then. Well, I, I just thought in terms of I suppose the future of coaching is yeah. this is this ultimately what it's going to look like in terms of the amount of cuts that have happened in yeah. the AFL industry. Obviously, you know there's not as many coaches. I mean, you will be able to attest this better than I would, but you know you look around the locker rooms and the the change rooms. There's not as many coaches and staff as no, there were definitely not. You know, two years ago. So. Yeah. I just wonder if this could be potentially the, the way that the game's heading in terms of no longer having line coaches and just having a group of coaches that support the, the senior mm. coach. No, I don't know about that being the future of future of coaching roles because I do like the way we've kind of got it set up now and every club's different because um, you look at Geelong's list and they've got the oldest list in the competition. So they probably don't need all these coaches who are assistant-specific coaches in their areas and stuff like midfield, backline, forwards, whatever it may be. We have, um, I think we've got around six or seven assistant coaches. Um, obviously, we've got our forwards, backs, mids. Um, there's one guy who runs all that and then, you know, might have another coach who might dabble in some stuff like kick-ins or um, stoppages or whatever it may be. So, I like that we have a reference point to go talk to our midfield coaches who is, we've got uh, Cameron Bruce, who's our midfield coach, and then we've got um, Ben Hudson who does like the ruck work and he'll do some stoppage craft and all that kind of stuff. So, we have those two guys specifically to talk to um, so when we have our meetings, we'll all be in there listening to them. They'll do their presentations, whatever it may be. And I like that fact that I can talk to him because I know what I need to do. Um, and then you got a forward line coach, is Jed Adcock, and all the forwards would talk to him and do their stuff with him. And then defenders with um, with Maza, who like is one of the you know, best defensive coaches going around. So I like that I have specific people to who I need to talk to about certain stuff. Like if I need to go talk about my defense, my sliding back to help my defense out as like a extra player, I go straight to Maza and I know what's going on. So. I like that. I, I don't understand their ins and outs of what they're going to be doing. Their coaches are Geelong, and I don't know how that might work. But um, I'm definitely see that the future of um, coaching is is going to be limited to numbers. That's for sure. Because the way we've gone through the COVID period, they probably have to. And if we come out on the other side of COVID and it's kind of like goes back to normal, I think they'll probably still have um, lesser coaches. Because even if the cap goes up, whatever it may be, I think we're still going to have like less amount of coaches because it, it works. There's not mm. 50 blokes running, running around and doing stuff. So. I do, I do like the way we do it. Uh, it works for me um, and our players, but I think every club's different, and that's what I mean. Look at Geelong's list. There's the older, mature players. They probably run it themselves mostly, to be honest. Yeah, they, they could all, honestly... They could all be coaching. They all, could all be coaches. <laughs> but like, look, at their, look at their midfield. They've got like Selwood, Dangerfield, and all those guys like, who are like 30s. Correct. So Correct. They, probably don't, they probably don't need it. Read out some answers from the questions that we put yes. out there. Let's do, do a couple of those do it. to give back to the fans. Yes, yes, yes. We have here... So one of our questions were... Which past or present AFL player should have a Last Dance MJ style documentary? I'll read it from the top. We had Amber Marie say Chris Jard. Ooh, yeah, he hasn't been really touched on his whole. Has he had like any f- 
Doco stuff on him? Not, not, no, not really. I'd love no. to see him like talking about his career, the big move to the Blues, mm. winning a brown line. Like, that'd actually be really cool. Being part of that West Coast Premiership side, yeah. and obviously the culture that. Was oh, they'd be a great one to do. That would that would be that would be a nice special one. What well on Amber? Love that. Um, yeah, we've seen the cousins one. A few cousins. Karina Rang says Eddie Betts. I think he would have a great Doco, and I think he'll probably do one to be honest. Ablett Junior. Now this is this is your guy. This is from Curtis Damers. Um, he says Ablett Junior. What do you yeah. think about that? Oh, yeah. Not the right timing. Oh, I, th- I think timing. Um, look, oh, look. There, there's obviously been discussions about it, but I don't. Because uh, you do a little bit, like you do a lot of stuff with him. To be honest. Uh, yep. Yep. Has that come up in conversation? Uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> and and how far does that go down the track on the down the convo till it's like, oh yeah, we'll we'll, we'll re- re- revisit that later. Oh no no he, no, he listens. No, he 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 he's. I think he would be open to it yeah. because his story is obviously a lot different. Amazing to, story. Um, the, the thing is, he, he hasn't done a lot. He hasn't spoken about a lot about his, um, you know, personal life and yeah. football and, and that aspect. So I think if we if we did it, then yeah, we'd, we'd obviously have to spend time um, determining what angle because there's so many different yeah, angles right, okay, to it. Like okay. it's 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 a different aspect. Like imagine even a father son. I'd love to see one of him just growing up. Like what's it like being around? You know, uh, imagine potentially one of the goats of AFL and him senior being on the podcast. Oh, had to on take the, the same the, name, you know. He, like he didn't have a choice, did he? No. Like and what know. about his other sons? Uh, Big well, Nathan and that, yeah, correct. I mean, and Nathan obviously a Premiership player in his own yeah, right. So, yeah. oh look, it'd be a fantastic story. I, I did see that's a good uh, one. I did I see Gary's uh, name come up a, a fair bit, but yeah. uh, look, I think I think between him, Buddy, uh, Darcy, uh, oh, I think Tony Locker would be a great one yeah. in terms of obviously the contribution that he's made. Too. That's a um, and look, there, there was a period of time where I think even James Heard would have been, would have been a great one in terms of just his football career. Well, he might have one because he, he's on the comeback, you know, like he's mm. doing like um, leadership stuff at the GWS. So that makes sense of like down the track anyway. Correct. And, and great to see him being back involved. So look, there's a number of ones there. I mean, I, I still have to get through the Amazon documentary. Oh, I haven't watched um, it either. Yeah, I've got, I've got to get through that. Should you send me free copies? Uh, apparently, uh, you know, that, that one actually hasn't been too bad. So we had, the other question was, should the AFL allow clubs to trade players in season? And that's what we kind of touched on. And we have a few answers. Yes, from John. Depends if the player wanting to for a reason from Hussey. Um, Max Daniel Maguire says, yes, bring in the loan system. Okay, and, and the rest are no. So yeah, that, that, that was, it, was a, it was a pretty polar... Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was, it was very much geared towards no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, another, another question, though, that we did bring up in the, in the Q&As was greatest retired player to never win a flag. Yeah. Uh, there, there was actually a couple that, that spring out for mine. The obvious ones were Gary Ablett Sr., uh, Nathan Buckley, mm-hmm. um, Nick Rewalt, you'd probably yep, throw in there yep, as well. Yep. Um, but there's a couple there that it, I suppose you and I were even talking about that... Uh, you think back and you go, oh, wow, yeah, they, they, they didn't win a flag because of just the dominance of particular eras. Yeah. So um, Now, I want to ask, like, do we put a massive emphasis on premierships in the AFL? Because realistically speaking, like, in NBA, like, we don't, we don't want to compare ourselves to those teams, like, to those um, codes and stuff, but they pretty much base the whole GOAT conversation off, oh, how many rings have you got and mm. how many scores have you got on the board? Whereas I think that our champions of the game, and we throw around that word as – probably be throwing around too much champion star mm. player in every article there could be a bum on a team and he's a star player this player's on that this player's on that i think that to not be the best player of all time or whatever i don't think a, a premiership should be brought into it it's so much harder it feels like for us to win one than other codes so i don't know mm. michael tuck he's won eight other bastards yeah like correct. i think i think he's won eight like is he the best player ever he's got nearly the game's record holder like we go through so many different um, errors in our football in terms of like what's the stature and who's the best, who's not. But we don't really have that conversation. It's either like Lee Matthews, Gary Ablett Senior, 
or junior? Yeah, correct. Is that, is that who we talk about as a well, goat? Well, I mean, seven AFL did the poll and, and junior won out. Did he? Convincingly, yeah. But, but I think that also comes down to recent buys-in. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the old folks don't have internet. Yeah, correct. <laughs> None of them have internet. <laughs> now, if we had to get down vote. and do a voting system at the booth down the road, then it might be senior or someone else. M- m- might be a bit different. The, the <laughs> votes might be skewed. So, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Let me ask you, because it's difficult having not played the game. I obviously have an opinion, but... Um, do you think players? Do you think that there is an emphasis or a, or, a, or a strong drive for players to win premierships in the AFL? And I don't mean that from yeah. the obvious sense. I just mean, do you think it really drives players to have to win a premiership in the AFL? I think to put yourself in um, the category of being um, one of the one of the greater players. Everyone everyone wants to be a great player. Everyone wants to play a one club player, two hundred games, whatever it is, premiership player. Like that's we. People, everyone says, oh, you're in the game to win a premiership, which we are. Like, that's the end goal. Like, you hear, hear stories about all the players who have won them together. They've got 20-year bonds after that. They have catch-ups, and it sounds amazing to me being able to, you know, even go to a grand final and do the parade and, like, get them play on the big, like, MCG. Like, that's, that's the kid's dream. Mm. That might get obscured somewhere in, in, the, in the journey, but, like, yeah, we all do play it to win a premiership. Now, personal accolades, bragging rights, that's, I think it's more bragging rights. Like, if I was, like... The only time I would hear someone talk about their personal accolades is when you're in a you're teasing each other or some shit. Like if me and Charlie were going at it, and I was saying like you're not very professional. You have me doing that running. He goes, oh, I don't have to do that because I've got a jacket. Like that's all Australian mm. chap. I can't talk shit to um, Lockie Lockie Neal because he's got a brown low. Like he, he would have mm. just shut me down in a heartbeat. Like what have you done? I want a best best and fairest with four other guys. Like it's, I can't. I don't have yeah. much legs. So I think like the way we talk about our champions of the game and stuff is is. Isn't the same as other codes. Like I know, it would be great to have that on your in your in your kit bag to say, yeah, I've got a couple of premierships, whatever it may be. But it's, mm. I don't think it's be all end all. But I think well, 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 Patrick Dangerfield, if he doesn't win one, yeah, it's, it'll, but but it goes down as having won the most All Australians, which I think if he wins one more, he will have yep. had the most All Australians. Obviously, Brownlow Medal uh, has done a lot in the game. Yeah, does does not winning a premiership define his legacy to an extent? Um, yes and no. Like, I understand how hard it is to win one. Like, I've been in the system probably the same time as him. Maybe maybe a year less than him. So, going to my 14th year, played in a prelim, played in a few finals now. Um, I understand how hard it is to win one and everything has to fall into place. For him, he was so close, obviously, and I think he was getting judged as well in the prelim they had against, uh, or in the granny they had against um, yep. Richmond and they lost that one up here at the Gabba. If he'd won that, he would probably go down as one of the best of all time. Mm. But, like, not having a premiership to his name, if he finishes his career and doesn't have that, then that big move from Adelaide to go back to the, the super team in Geelong and not win one is, like, kind of not damning, but, like, he obviously would love to win a premiership. Like, yeah. everyone, everyone says it who's got a Brownlow or a high accolade, so I'll trade in for a hard beat for a premiership cup. Mm. So I'd, I understand that. I think it's the reunions that, that obviously... Yeah, I was saying, like, the 20-year thing, like, when they win a premiership, you hear about, like, the... Like, obviously, the three people, the glory days of Brisbane, we hear about it all the time, like, them catching up again, like, 10 years, 20 years afterwards, and it's, mm. like, having that bond with someone for the rest of your life. Like, that's what I want. I want, like, to be able to win the premiership. Yeah, we've got one, and then, like, just have that, like, long-lasting relationship with the, with the person that I'll, I'll still remember from, you know, day we won it to mm. 20 years on the track, we'll be hanging out and having a beer with them, and even, like, the Vegas trip and stuff you'll be doing straight after it. But uh, Absolutely. But uh, I think I think... I don't think that we base our, our best players all the time um, premierships alone. No, I don't no. think I don't think that the be all and make all of players. No, correct. And I think that's probably the great thing about our game is you've yeah. still got players like Buckley, yeah. uh, Dangerfield, you know, senior. Like a lot of people have senior as the greatest player of all time, yeah. and, and obviously, you know, went to four grand finals but didn't win one. Yeah. Uh, Robert Harvey was another <laughs> Damn, one. You know, yeah, like yeah. it's just it's incredible to see 
you know, how I suppose the beautiful part about our game is how you know, highly still regard him. Correct, yeah. absolutely. And, and and I don't like I'm not going to think anything less of Patrick Dangerfield if he doesn't win one. No, as if a fucking would. Um, he's got Brownlow, and he's 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 been as great and as he possibly can. And he's got money coming out of his butt crack. So uh, uh, for such a long period of time, obviously so. he wants a premiership to his name, and every player does. But yeah, I just think that um, I don't. I know. I just don't know. I don't think that premierships is be all in it all for players when they finish their career anyway to be like, oh, well, he's not the best player of all time because of that. So, uh, it's, it's a touchy one. Definitely. I think that's us. That's, that's us, mate. That's, that's been 51. a long one. Episode fifty-one. That's gone for about fifty minutes. This is the Rip Thrill Podcast. Thank you so much for coming on today, Sean and T. Really appreciate it. Always. You've been a pleasure as always. Um, a little bit of shout out to Shua. I'm trying to. I've been missing their phone calls the last couple of weeks, but we'll, we'll get back onto them. But. Thanks to those guys. Thanks to Coach Kings. Thanks to... Um, actually, I will show you a little t-shirt I made. Think about this. Very nice. Very nice. A little fishing shirt. <laughs> hey, wait, so wait, where's that come from? I don't know. I don't want to tell you. No, I've made it. So <laughs> I might drop those at one point. But um, no, thanks to Shawnee T for coming up. I really appreciate it, mate. That's been the Rift Podcast. S- subscribe to all that shit because we're, we're popping off now. So cheers, mate. Bows. Bows.